Hello, humans. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Frasca, mom of three wild kids, a crazy lover of garlic, a wild woodswoman and hiker, a voracious reader, and a feminine leadership coach. I'm on a mission to create a rebellion of female leaders who are ready to dig deep into their purpose and push massive ripples of love and justice into the world. I believe we are all born leaders and this world needs us now more than ever. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of the women who are out in the world and doing the damn thing. These are the rebels who inspire and ignite me. They're the feminine rebels who are working to raise our collective consciousness, helping us uproot from our patriarchal conditioning and bring the world back into balance. If you hear something that makes you go, hell yes, reach out to these guests, dive into their work, collaborate with them, or help hire them to work with you. Consider these women the guides on your own inner rebellion. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's do this. If there is something calling you to share your message in a bigger way, this episode is for you. In this episode, I dive deep with one of my coaches, Natalie Kuza. Natalie has been one of the women in my life who's both grounded me in my mission and ignited me to move deeper into my purpose. She is an incredible woman and a brilliant coach. In the beginning of our conversation, Natalie shares something very personal that I did not know about her, and it stops me in my tracks, and you'll hear it in this recording, something that many of us share, and we'll just listen, and you'll hear us talk about it. And then Natalie shares her framework for helping the dreamers and the healers and the visionaries get their message out in the world in a way that feels safe and grounded in who you are. I love this episode. It's deep and it's lovely, and I hope you enjoy it too. Okay, here we go. Hey, Feminine Rebellion. Today I'm here with Natalie Kuza. Yeah! We're dancing on the screens. You can't see us, but we're dancing together because we love each other. Um, Natalie is a visibility coach and strategist for leaders, healers, and guides. In a past life, Natalie was director of partnerships for a pro-choice nonprofit. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, Now she uses her strategic visibility skills to support leaders, healers, and guides to grow their visibility without losing themselves in the process. Natalie's superpower is reflecting what's already inside you and distilling your messy ideas into clear, compelling strategies to connect you with your perfect fit clients and get you known in your industry. Natalie is English and Egyptian, and she's happiest by the ocean. Yay, Natalie, I have been wanting to do this for a long time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And I just, for anyone who who reads my emails, um, you know that Natalie has been a huge part of my journey. Um, and I just want to reflect back to you, Natalie, what makes you so magnificent and special is just the way that you, you see the brilliance um, in the women you work with. And 
you, it was like, you were teasing it out of me the whole time. And I'm also still a client of yours. So we get to continue our work closely and I'm so fucking grateful for you and, and how you've helped me show up. Um, so welcome. I'm so excited to interview you today and to share you, um, with my listeners and maybe help the women who are like going out into the world who know they have this mission, they have this purpose and help them get out there and, and share it in a way that feels safe. Um, so, so welcome, 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 welcome. Um, Thank you. What a total joy to be here. Yeah, it is really joyful. We have a nice, we have a nice, uh, relationship. Um, so let's, since I know you so well, but our listeners do not, let's go back to the beginning and uh, share with us like how you started all of this, how you started your business, why you started your business. So I think there are two levels to mm-hmm. what brought me to this work. I'll start with the first because it's easier to share is yeah. my professional background. I was director of partnerships for a nonprofit. I have yeah, expertise in partnership building and visibility and creating the kind of profile and reputation and impact that support you to grow your business in, in ways that, that ripple out, you know, that, that mm-hmm. create happiness and joy and wealth for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. and create the change in the world that you want to see and I loved my job I got a huge amount of satisfaction from my job and then my partner and myself we went on sabbatical for six months we spent six months backpacking through South America and on that trip I mean, it's a cliche, but it's also true. I felt more free than I'd felt for years and years. Mm. And all I could think about on that trip was, I want to work for myself. I want to create something that's mine. I want to work in a more intimate way with my clients. Mm. And when we got back, I trained as a coach. I started saving. I started planning you know what what would my business look like slowly slowly and then shortly before I made the decision to leave and and to go out you know on my own a really treasured colleague died very suddenly Mm. she was in her early 30s and it had a huge impact on me because the reason that Kim she was called had such a huge impact on the people around her is because she was so clearly doing what she was here to do. She Mm. just glowed. Mm. She was luminous and she, it looked so joyful and so effortless for her, even when, you know, she was putting in a huge amount of hard work. And when Kim died, it felt like a question to me. Mm. When, when are you going to step into that? When are you going to do the work that you're here to do mm. so that you can make the contribution that you saw Kim make? Um, so that was an invitation, really, for, for me to go out on my own. And then the deeper level to my work, 
which is actually something I've never shared publicly. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. Please. It's because of my experiences with domestic violence and the way in which years of experiencing abuse left me as a shell of myself by the end. Mm. And the reason that I share that is, is really because of how much of a shared experience I know that to be. whether it's experiences of domestic abuse, whether it's experiences of racism, whether it's experiences of misogyny in the boardroom, women, non-binary people, people in black and brown bodies, disabled people. We often have this shared experience and it's something I see in the people I work with, that if visibility at its core is about us letting ourselves be seen and us showing that we exist, Mm. then in order to get there, we have to heal from some of those shared experiences that leave us hiding. And I mean, the best I can describe it for myself is it felt like I was a shell of a person instead of a whole, vibrant, expansive, joyful, you know, yeah. all the things that we want to be. Yes. That's not how I experienced myself in the aftermath of, of those experiences. And that really is what's brought me to, the, to this work. It's what the healing from that is what informs everything that I do in this work. I just, I want to take a moment um, to say thank you for sharing that and for like sharing that with me. I didn't know that. Um, It takes such bravery and vulnerability to share these stories. Um, And I see how you are obviously on a healing journey and how that brings so much power to your work because who hasn't experienced trauma on some level? Um, and it's so evident in the way you care for people, Natalie, um, the way you care for me and you care for your clients, you have your experience um, has given you and, and I see your gifts um, and that you're able to hold space for people and really see them in a way that feels very safe. Um, I just need a minute, minute. <laughs> hmm. um, anyway, thank you for sharing that. Um, and it's one of your superpowers. It's one of your superpowers, creating that safe space. Um, so, so let's let's get back to you know visibility. What what does it mean to be visible? I think at its core, it's about letting ourselves be seen and heard 
exactly as we are. Mm. And it sounds so simple. <laughs> yeah. But, but it can be incredibly challenging. It is incredibly challenging in this world where we're told that we're not enough. Or, you know, we've experienced trauma in the past that tells us over and over again that we're wrong. Right? We build up, you said you were a shell of yourself. I, I, I see that, or I see it as like we're, we go through life and we build up this armor, you know, because of the society that we're, we're planted in. And so this light that's in us that like we're born with just gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And what you do is, is help people slowly remove the armor so their light can get through. Um, so yeah, I love that definition. Um, so I know that you, you've shared something with me in our practice, and I think you share it with others. Um, but you have this, this, you know, concept of leadership design, which I think is a way that, um, you know, makes this, this kind of concept of visibility, which feels really big um, and hard to sink your teeth into, um, it helps frame it out. And, and can you share a little bit? I would love people to learn more about this that you shared with me that just made everything crystal clear for me. I'd love to. So the leadership designs were created by Rachel and Sarah Turner, who yeah. are wives. Rachel Turner is a business coach. Sarah is a leadership coach. And they created the leadership designs as a way of, they're a lens. They're a trauma-aware lens for mm. us to look at ourselves and understand how we lead, show up, create, and exist at our core mm. and they're created specifically for entrepreneurs you know we as entrepreneurs we're incredibly creative mm. we have to be incredibly resilient you know it's a risky lifestyle in some ways that, it that is. we've chosen it's so fucking so, risky yeah it can be yeah. and scary and scary yeah. yeah so the leadership designs were created by Rachel and Sarah and I was lucky enough to become certified to use them through training with with the two of them so there are four designs mm. there's the visionary mm -hmm. the nurturer mm -hmm. the conductor mm -hmm. and the analyst mm. and each of the designs so each of the designs has a core need so as a as a human being we have these core needs that need to be met in order for us to have a baseline of safety, which then supports us to go out and be visible and take risks and get creative and share ourselves with the world in the way that we want to share ourselves. And that's the starting point for this. I mean, it, it's so amazing because it starts, I mean, like this is just the vibe you give off from the first time you and I ever hung out on the phone. Like you your whole thing is visibility from a safe place. Like yeah. we can't, so many, um, you know, women entrepreneurs that I know, and I'm in so many of these circles, like we all experience these same things, right? It's like, we feel like we have so much to say, but it's scary to go out there and actually like share your ideas 
and in fear that, you know, you're going to get backlash or people are going to think you're fucking crazy um, or you're too loud or you're too much or you should have done it this way or check your grammar. It's um, there's so much that keeps us from showing up. And it's like at the end of the day, the world needs us like the world needs the change makers. So can you, um, are, are you willing to kind of break down the four? Do you have time? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to. Great. Of course. Awesome. And hopefully it's really helpful for listeners, you know, if they yeah. identify with parts of them. Yes. So we'll start with the visionary, should we? That's the one that everyone yes! is you know, always delighted by. So <laughs> the visionary is that kind of person that so the visionary, if you're a visionary, you're magnetic. You mm. draw people in. Mm. You're an incredible speaker, usually a fantastic storyteller. And often your energy goes in high highs and then mm. low lows. Mm -hmm. Cyclical energy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. often unpredictably. So one day you'll be flying That's high. Me, That's yeah. me, everyone. That's me. Highs and low. High, high, low, low. It's a fucking roller coaster, Natalie. Yeah, yeah. That's a great word for it. And then when you're in the lows, it's that feeling of, do I even have good ideas? Does anything that I say matter? I suck. No one likes it? me. Yeah. Why am I doing this? It's a waste yeah. of time. Yeah. So the visionary's core need is validation. Yes. And really what I notice from my clients and the people that I work with are, that are visionaries, what they mean by validation is recognition. Mm. They see the humanity in other people. Yes. And they want others to see the humanity in them. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly it. Tell me mm -hmm. you see me. Mm -hmm. Let's be in conversation. Like, tell me, yes, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the visionary. If you're a nurturer, your core need is emotional security. Mm. You need to feel safe on an emotional level in order to be able to show up. Nurturers are, they're very often those people that have no time for small talk. They're like, cut mm -hmm. the crap. Let, let's just get into the deep stuff. Let's dive deep. I yeah. want to know you. They, I mean, the, the clues in the name, they're incredibly nurturing. You that's know, you, in the that's way. you. I'm a nurturer, yeah, <laughs> in, in the way they meet people. And if they're, so say if they're a designer or a writer or, or they, they work, you know, in a, in a big organization, they're not an entrepreneur at all, they bring that nurturing to everything they do. So they very often mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions and naturally bring quite a coachy style, you know, a very supportive yeah curious style to their work yes so that's the nurturers analysts they're the planners mm. they're the people that need to have some sort of plan as to how they're going to move forwards the analyst is a low risk design they 
they're often slow movers. They can be slow to make decisions. Mm. And if you're an analyst, you're going to want to know what the options are mm. so that you can feel confident that you're making the right decision for you. Mm. Um, and that can be challenging in a world that that sometimes prioritizes, you know, fast decision making. And, you know, that's what's seen yes. as exciting. Yes. I want to give you permission if you're an analyst that's listening. Just slow it down. That's OK. That's mm. how you work. Mm. And the analyst's core need is to be right. Ah. And that's not necessarily to be right over others. I think that's how people understand yeah. it when they hear it the first time. It's to know that you're doing right by yourself mm. and to know that you're doing your best. That's how it often comes I, through. You know what's amazing with each of these descriptions? It's like I can, I can feel the trauma background. Mm -hmm. Like I can imagine the human and like how the world has molded them into, into this design almost. Like, I, I'm curious how much of it is a play of like the way you're born and how much of it is it, is it a play of your past experience? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so interesting. It is. It's incredibly interesting. One of the things I should have said was that everybody has a primary and secondary design. Yeah. So you'll lead with one and the, the other uh, will be supportive. It won't be as resonant necessarily, but it's still there. And sometimes there's a really interesting tension. So I'll, I'll explain what the conductor is and, and then I'll yes, kind of yes, give an yes. example of what that tension can be. You can use me if you'd like. <laughs> So the, the conductor, their core need is to be in control. Mm. They want to know that they have autonomy over mm. themselves, their decisions, their kind of domain, right? You know, the, the yes. bits of them in, around yes. them in their life. The conductor is very often very assertive. They have no problem speaking with authority. People look up to them. People naturally follow them. People mm. see them as a leader. And if you're a conductor, I'd like to offer that it's okay if you don't always have the answers. You'll have the answers over some things, of course, yes. but no one human can be expected to have the answer for everything. So if you're a conductor, it's okay to do a little bit of research or to invite somebody else's opinion or to say, I don't know. <laughs> it won't come easily, I mean, but it's okay. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's a light side and a shadow side to each mm -hmm. of these absolutely. designs. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's so fascinating. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, the conductor, that sounds and then you, you know, it sounds strong and powerful. And then, you know, the flip side is that, you know, what if you don't have the answers? Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. This is, this is so interesting. It's like psychological. It's, it's, um, and it's very deep and so useful in, mm. in this space that we're both in. Mm -hmm. you know it's and incredibly useful accept yourself for who you are right and show up from a 
place kind of grounded in that and knowing that like, it's okay. And there are things I need to feel safe. And these are the things I need to feel safe before I can, you know, talk about my business or show up in the way I want to show up. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about the interplay of, of mm. your primary and secondary. So, and this is what I really love about the designs. This is where it starts to get so interesting. And they have the potential to be transformative for how people understand their own needs and then use those needs to then show up. So let's let's dive into the visionary nurturer. Sure. Because that's where I see lots of the people that I work with um, mm. fall, fall into those two categories. So the visionary is very high risk. The visionary mm. thinks an idea, they need to put it out into the world now. You know, it's that need yes. for validation. They're like, let yes. me share it. It's too exciting yes. to keep it to yes. myself. Yeah. And then the nurturer is low risk. And the mm. nurturer says, whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Mm. I really want that connection. But let me feel safe first. Mm. And I think where this can be so helpful is we're all navigating, or people in the kind of entrepreneurial space that I work with are very often navigating their desire to be vulnerable and real and raw. Yes. And also their need to be safe. Yes. So the visionary often says, share it all, put it all out there. Yes. You can deal with the risk. Yes. I want yes. people to see me, the whole of yes. it. <laughs> yes, we've done this dance. Yes, we have. But then the nurturer says, hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's just take a step back. Let's mm -hmm. give ourselves some time. Mm -hmm. And let's only share the parts that we feel safe sharing. Yes. And that's where consent comes in, in, in visibility. Ah. Yes. And I think, you know, that we hear kind of just show up in, you know, oh, God, around. I know. power through. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. for a conductor, that might be OK. There are situations for conductors that that really works. Yes. But for the other designs, it doesn't take into account the complexity of what it means to be vulnerable. Mm. So if you're one of the other designs, I'd really encourage you to take a moment to, to think about what feels safe for you and what feels consensual mm -hmm. in the same way that you would in any other relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, visibility is still a relationship between you and whoever it is that you're being seen by. Yes. And there can be more or less um, like knowledge and also influence that you have over that so mm -hmm. your boundaries and the levels of consent can look really different yes. in different situations oh there's so much there natalie i could talk about this stuff forever um so how how do you use these you know in your in your practice so they run through all of the work that I do really practically I with every new client that starts mm. with me I ask them to do the assessment mm. and the very first thing that we do is explore together 
which mm. bits resonate, which bits don't, mm. how they want to use this knowledge. And it very often acts as a foundation for everything that we do going forwards and beyond. You know, people have, have told me that they use the leadership designs in all sorts of ways to support them in their relationships. Yes. If yeah. yeah, this is like not just for business. This is no. like um, a framework for how you show up to life. It, it offers space for the whole of your humanity you know for you as a whole person how you show up in your personal relationships in your professional relationships in how you want to build your business and how you want to be seen in the impact that you want to make in how you create all of it there's there's space for all of it and that's what I mean by take what resonates for you and leave the rest they're they're not a directive they're a a framework or you know a, an invitation yeah. to get curious yeah it's an invitation really I mean I can imagine you know my mind immediately goes to like intimacy and in intimate relationships but I can mm-hmm. imagine how you know uh, I you know as a visionary primary visionary um you know in my relationship with my husband it's like I want to be seen I want to be seen it's like that's my thing with us. I'm like over here. Hi, come pay attention to me. Like, it's so interesting. And my secondary nurturer, it's like, I also want that safety and I want cozy and I want deep, deep, deep conversations. And, um, it's just so interesting how I can see this just ripples out into every aspect of our lives. It's such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. um and um yes. oh go ahead yeah say it is I, did Sorry. I cut you off no just just you saying you know that that it shows up for you how you want to be seen by your husband yeah when I first learned about the designs this really makes me giggle my partner's an analyst I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a nurturer visionary he's an analyst and all he wants from me is to be on time <laughs> <laughs> Never understood before why it matters because it doesn't matter to me at all but it really yeah. matters to him and I do it way more now that I understand where he's coming from and why it matters to him and what needs yeah. that supports for him but it just really made me laugh I was like oh I get it now <laughs> me I should have my husband take it he's yeah. definitely he's I would say he's an analyst but but I might be wrong I don't know I'm going to share it with him um, so, you know, what patterns, I know we, we talked about, you know, some of the leadership design of the women that you work with, but, you know, what other patterns or shared experiences are you seeing in the women that you coach? Hmm. I think the most exciting shared characteristic of everybody that I work with, which is mainly women, but a few men as well is that they're on the cusp of something the next thing it's the it's, juicy nugget yeah yeah it's pulling them in and they come to me because the next phase of anything requires more visibility 
even if and I don't mean necessarily in a bigger way I think that that's what we're often told you know it's about building a bigger audience or yeah Yeah. kind of inviting more attention onto yourself in some ways yeah and of course it can be that I'm totally up for that if if that's what people are wanting to do but that's that's kind of a a wide visibility yes lots of the people that I work with are more interested in a deep visibility Mm. that for them it's about going inwards and uncovering who they are how they want to be seen what Mm. their message is Mm. and how they can how they can craft their message and deliver their message in a way that's really resonant for the people they want to call in yeah it's it's so interesting um it's like getting deeply rooted I think of it is like deeply rooted in your message and like who you are mm-hmm. as a human being. And, you know, one thing that you helped me with, um, and is kind of learning that building when you, when you talked about starting small, like big visibility versus small visibility is that you know, we build these businesses off relationships. Yeah. Like this is about human to human connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've, you know, at least when I kind of started toying with the idea of my business, you know, two, three years ago, you know, I felt like I was led down the wrong path that it was like big and splashy and, um, the more followers, the better, and just be as big as you can. But, and I tried that and then it was like so fucking scary. And I was doing all the things right? Doing all the things to get attention before I was like rooted in what I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. Like, and what you do is help, help the humans in your practice, like distill all the mess into something simple and powerful and true. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to share that, that just, it's, you know, we're, we're taught that it has to, that bigger is better, but it really, it's like, since working with you, you know, I'm in my DMS having conversations with women about like their individual struggles or, you know, what they want more of out of their life. What are their desires? Is it sex? Is it a different career? Like people want to talk to you when you're human. Yeah. Not when you're like, a, I'm not nothing against big brands, but um, yeah, it's like human first. You always say to me, human mm-hmm. first. Human first, strategy second, every single time. Yeah. And I think this idea of the need to build an audience is a half truth. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that it is true to some degree. Of course, you need some people around you to, to have a business. But unless you're delivering, you know, a low cost membership or courses where you you need a lot of people coming to your sales page in order to, you know, get the attrition rates right for people to actually join. Yeah. If you're if that's your business model, that's one thing. I I think you probably do need to focus on audience growth and list growth. Mm -hmm. But the people that I work with have a very different business model their business model is like yours it's Mm. work with a few people 
deeply. Yes. And, you know, they, they often have coaching containers that last a few months yes. or a VIP day that may only be one day, but yes. you need to have a, a good relationship, a trusting relationship with yes. the person that, that you're working with in yes. order to have an impact. And the way that you do that is by focusing on relationships, not yes. focusing on follow accounts or yes. glossy you know what kind of yes. what things look like on a superficial level yes it's it's about the resonance that how you show up and how you deliver your message and what okay. your message is how that then connects you with yes. your perfect fit clients that's what makes the difference yeah it's so true it's that was a big learning for me mm. um and just contrary to all of the things I had ingested before, you know, or thought business was before, mm. um, you know, for kind of the newbie entrepreneurs, as you're entering the space, you know, if you follow some of the big names, they tell you it's like, go big or go home. But that just leaves you, if it doesn't work, it, leaves you feeling like a pile of shit mm -hmm. because it's like you started from up up here oh my hands are up here above my head listeners um but it's like we need to start at our core like it starts it starts within mm -hmm. it starts within and I think the piece that the audience building misses is that part of being able to connect with people is growing our capacity to be seen, mm. you know, growing how much we can share and in which ways while we still feel grounded and regulated and creative and yes. safe. Yes. And if you skip that bit and just go to chasing 10K yes. Instagram followers, yes. you, you kind of create a faceless business or you can yeah. I'm, I'm sounding really absolute it doesn't have you know there's, there's yes. always nuance with this but yes. the risk is that you create a faceless business where you become really performative so mm. you you can only show one, one aspect tiny piece yeah yeah, yeah. And it doesn't feel good and it also no. doesn't connect with because you're hiding you really what exactly that you really you're want hiding to yeah 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 um, and there's so many of those brands out there and I'm sure those brands make, you know, may make a lot of money, but I'm curious about the pleasure behind that business. And this is another mm -hmm. conversation we could have, but, um, I do want to note that, um, you know, your work felt, did feel pleasurable, you know, it, because I think when we're in the beginning and we're chasing, 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 and trying to build a big business, it feels like a race to an imaginary finish line. Mm -hmm. And, um, what you've done for me anyway, is to encourage me to go slow. And that's enabled me to enjoy the process because I'm, in, I'm getting to know myself and I'm paying attention to what feels good and what feels good in my body and moving from a place that, that feels safe and good and pleasurable to me. Um, yeah. So much, so much. So we've, we've, oh my God, we've, we've shared so much with the people listening. I mean, 
uh, but where can they, this leadership design, where can they find it if they want, if the women or, or men um, listening want to, want to dive into this? They can take the assessment on my website. My business is called Uncommon People. So the website is just www.uncommon-people.com. It's really mm. obvious on, on the homepage. Yeah. Um, dive in, take the assessment, DM me on Instagram to let me know what you found out. I yeah. love having those conversations. I get a few DMs a week from yeah. people that say, I've just taken the assessment and I found out this. And they're either delighted or like, oh God, I'm an analyst. <laughs> That's also a really common response. <laughs> yeah the name analyst has like a it does yeah yeah it doesn't sound juicy or like I'm an analyst no oh maybe we could reframe that um is there anything else that you want to share with the folks listening anything else you want to leave us with I just I I want to leave women with the fact that I fucking adore you and if you want to get grounded in your, in your message, in your body and build a business that feels good, um, and connect with humans and create a ripple effect of love and justice and in the world, then Natalie's your girl. Um, but anything else for you, Natalie, that you want to share? Well, first of all, thank you. I'm back at you. It's been an absolute privilege, you know, supporting you these last few months. I'd like to leave listeners with some encouragement. Yes. So if you're listening to this thinking, there's something calling me to show up more as myself or let myself be seen in a different way or in a fuller way, mm. please follow that calling. We need you. Mm. Yes, yes, we do. We do, we do, we do. Amen to that. Natalie, thank you so much for being here, for being in conversation with me, for sharing your light with the world. Um, when Natalie says we need you, she means it. Um, anyway, I love having you in my life. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, so until next time, feminine rebellion, beautiful women goddesses, um, we're going to sign off. That was Natalie Kuza and, um, check the show notes because I'll, we'll add a bunch of links. If you want to go directly to the leadership design or want to learn more about Natalie and her work, um, you can go there and find out more. Okay. I love you all. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the Feminine Rebellion podcast and rate it. This will help get my message out into the world, reach new listeners, and create the feminine rebellion this world is screaming for right now. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Okay, love you. Hey, I want you to imagine with me for a moment a life where you know what you want and you know how to get there. You understand what's standing in your way of living this best life and you know how to reclaim your power. 
You lead your life based on your beliefs and desires, not on society's expectations of you. You make decisions based on your inner wisdom, not by Googling the answers, reading self-help, or seeking advice from others. You have supportive women in your corner to turn to when you want to celebrate or just someone to hold your hand in a dark moment. And you love your body just as it is, and you treat yourself with the kindness and compassion you deserve. This is what we can achieve together in my group program, Devotion, and doors are open now. Over eight weeks, we will gather together in sisterhood. We will dive into our desires and create a delicious, juicy, pleasurable path to realize them. I'd love to invite you into the nest. If there's even the slightest tingle in your panties, devotion might be right for you. The link is in the podcast notes at the end of this episode. Check it out. I cannot wait to meet you. It is my greatest desire to help guide women back home to themselves and back into lives that feel spacious, joyful, fueled with purpose. And you, I believe, are one of those women. Okay, let's do this.